안녕하세요. This is Pastor Tanyola, affectionately known as Pastor Tan. I have been able to get some things done this week, so I duly apologize. I've been able to have to, um, with studies and just different things that came up. Um, it has been an interesting week, but God, I'm thankful and grateful for him being still on the throne today. I am also very importantly understanding that God, oh my God, God is so much of a justice God, a righteous God, a purifying fire God. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. God is all knowing, all seeing. But also he is righteous, he is purifying, and he is almighty. I'm going to honestly tell you this because some people don't realize that we let a lot of things trip us up in thinking that God is not going to rectify what we've been doing. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. God sees what's going on in this earth. And it is changing the dynamics. You've seen so many false prophets, preachers, teachers, apostles, and everything else. Craving attention, craving money, craving prosperity, and craving all of these things but God. So I'm letting you know this now. This is not just for me. This is for all of who is in the body of Christ. If you can honestly sit there and put monetary funds to what God has already ordained in the word of God, something is wrong. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. If you can honestly sit there and put monetary, I mean a high quality of monetary funds on something that God has ordained that should be free to the body of Christ, something is wrong. And I'm going to say it like I mean it, because in these last and evil days, people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, lovers of so many different things. And it becomes now more than ever. You need to have the discernment. You need to have God in your life. You need to be listening and talking to God. You need to make sure you have a foothold, not just a foothold, but you need to have your placement in God. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back, because it has become more and more of your foundation needs to be assured in God. Now, more than ever, the body of Christ, there are so many people that are out here deceiving people. And because they have a name and a title to themselves and because they've been in God for so long, but yet and still they're starting to go a different way. Let me tell you something. Sometimes it's not always conducive to you to go to the pack, to go with the pack. Let me say something profound. If you know for a fact and you letting God to lead you and guide you, you're not always going to be with the pack. Sometimes you're going to be by yourself. And nine times out of 10, I'm going to say it like this. When you're by yourself, God puts you there for a reason. 
And I'm going to say it like I mean it. God places you in places where God needs to be able to talk to you. I'm talking about the Elijahs. I'm talking about the Jeremiah's. I'm talking about the Ezekiel's. I'm talking about the ones that go against the grain because they know what God is telling them in these last and evil days. I'm letting you know that every word that proceeded out of your mouth that is, thus says the Lord, is supposed to be potent. It's supposed to penetrate and supposed to be able to cut and nourish at the same time. Let me say something else. Every time that God speaks, especially prophetic, he is not always going to sit here and give you the water back down version, but he's going to give you the things that you need to know straight up. And I'm going to say it like I mean it. God is savage. And that is my whole entire thing. God is savage this season. Do you understand? God does not take down. He does not sit there. And he is not a man that he shall lie. Nor the son of man that he shall repent. God is God is all along him and him alone. His son came down 42 generations just for us. And for you to sit here and not be loyal to God when God has been giving you all of these benefits, but yet and still you want to sit up here and be selfish. You want to sit up here and put a price tag to what God has given people and giving his word freely. And you want to put a price tag on that. And I mean a huge sacrificial lamb of, you know, that Jesus would come over and turn over tables kind of a thing. See, some people want to sit here and think that God is dead and God is not listening. But lo, God is listening all the time and recording and documenting what you're saying. So for me to come on, this is huge for me. And some of the things that I'm seeing, how is it? How is it that you are supposed to be loyal to the one that has given you life? But yet and still you sit here and you turn your back against God. You sit here and say he is good, but yet and still you're not serving God like you're supposed to. Oh, let me say it like this, like I mean it. See, I'm guilty of it too. We get so bogged down that we don't sit here and become loyal. We don't get in our work like we used to. We don't pray on our faces like we used to. We don't give God the time and the energy like we used to. We don't give God the priority. We give God little leftovers like Caleb. Like, oh my God, like Cain. Cain gave God leftovers. And what did you see what happened? Instead of the first fruit, he gave him leftovers and God was like, I don't need that. I've been so loyal to you for this matter much alone, but you wouldn't want to be loyal to me. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. Then y'all wonder why God is so savage in this season. He's repaying you for what you have already sown. What you already been able to sit there and plant. Now, I had to honestly start sitting here and saying, God, forgive me for things. Now, I'm telling you as a pastor and as a prophet, don't you know I want to sit here and be able to be humble before God and say, you know what, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that things have become so bad that I had to honestly sit here and repent 
Because sometimes my loyalty to you can be brazen and, and can be so, so, so exposed. See, when you don't sit there and take care of the relationship you have with God, it becomes exposure and you let the enemy in. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. Y'all let the enemy in because you sitting up there thinking about this or doing that or, or letting your eyes see this or thinking like this. And then at the same time, the devil is deceiving you all at the same manner. Y'all don't hear me though. See, sometimes we have to honestly, and I'm, I'm being honest right here. I need to be transparent with you because sometimes people think that as a pastor, as a prophet, we can't mess up, but we do. And that is the part of us that we need to start exposing to people that we mess up, that we do mess up and we ask God for forgiveness and we have to have that exposure. And then at the same time, make sure that people understand, yes, we're human, but we get back up. We don't stay in our sin. We don't sit up there and give it time to be able to fester and grow and stink and be nasty and smelly in the pulpit. See, some of us want to sit here and put a price tag to what God has given us. No, you better sit there and sit down and have several seats. See, God is sitting there and giving you blessing after blessing, but yet and still you want to be greedy with what God has given you. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. See, sometimes we got to understand going back to the word of God that Judah and Israel did the same thing. And God was telling them, because I've been able to bless you and you have turned yourself over to other gods. I'm talking about the ones that can't even sit there and talk, but you want to sit there and fashion them out of wood and iron and all this other stuff. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. Oh, but wait a minute, pastor. We're not doing that. Oh, yes, you are. You are still sitting up there and having TV. You are still sitting up there and having all these people, your children or your cars or, or your house or your money or anything that you put before God. And you sit there and you say, okay, that's okay. Oh, oh, wait a minute, pastor. You trying to hit? No, I'm hitting below and I'm hitting in deep because guess what? God is sitting up here and asking for holiness. It is holiness or hell now. It is no part in between. There is nothing that you can sit there and tell me because this world is getting wickeder and wickeder. And I've, I've seen where it's talking about where they have in Chicago, the city of Chicago in this, you know, in Illinois, they're talking about sitting up here and not repaying the evil that people do to people. They're not going to repair it. They're not going to repay those people. They're not going to have justice. They're going to let this slide. But God is sitting there and telling you, don't let your sin slide with him. Not today, not ever. God is sitting up here and calling holiness. It is holiness or hell tonight. Do you understand? There is something significant in God that we have to be able to sit there and honestly say, God, let me be able to have you first in my life. No matter what comes, what may, and what children you give me, what husband you give me, what car you give me, what house you give me, you are the sinful in my life. You are the focal point in my life. You are the one that I need to have when no one else is there. When it's the wee hours of the morning and I know that God, you wake me up in the morning to pray and I need to be obedient to be with you when it's echoing in your heart and your mind. That God, you're asking for holiness. 
You're asking for the purity. You're asking for me to be able to do what needs to be done in my life. You're asking for me to separate myself from people. You're asking me to be able to come out from among them and be separated. You're asking me to be able to sit there and get down on my hands and my knees when I think that I know that I know everything and I don't. See, so many people want to have degrees and have businesses and have all of these different things, but they don't even have God as a center point. And then their whole entire life is lost by the time that God is calling them home. See, some of us want to sit here. And get mad and say, well, God, you're supposed to be a God of love. Yes, but God is also a judgment God. He's a righteous God. He's a purity God. He knows and he's already given his word. So when the final say so comes over your life, you can't sit there and say that God, you didn't show me. God, you didn't tell me. God, you never sent anyone. Yes, he did. He sent his son. And then at the same time, he sends people to tell you the ones that you know that's convicting you all this very moment that you can sit there and say, God came in and sat there and said, you need to turn from your wicked ways and do what he says do no matter what. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. Let me calm down. But see, this is very important because God is savage now. God is honestly taking people out for the sins they're doing. Do you understand? It doesn't matter if you're young or old and in between. God is calling you. God is telling you. Start seeking me more and more each and every day and let things fall off. That isn't of me. Everything that you touch that is not of me, you need to let it go. You need to let those people go, your friends, the family members that's sitting up here and holding you hostage and keeping you from God, keeping you from your prayer life, keeping you gossiping and and lying and cussing and all this other, keeping you from God. You need to let it go. And I had to look at this because it hit me first before it hits you. See, I'm telling you, it says in Jeremiah, the 17th chapter, the sin of Judah is written with a pen of iron. Iron is sharp and hard. And with the point of a diamond, don't you know that diamond is precious and it can cut any through any situation. Diamonds can cut through sand. Oh my God, y'all don't hear me though. It was graven upon the tables of their heart and upon the horns of your altars. Don't you know when God sat there and he was able to be with Judah and Israel, he was able to sit there and he gave the sacrifices and gave them specific details of how to be able to go and sacrifice those things. And don't you know that sometimes God would have to be able to have you to sit there and give that sacrificial lamb and give it to cut the, the, the head, the head and give the blood coming out first before you burn the sacrificial lamb or, or the offering of that Pacific animal. And what God had me to learn this week, because I had Also, I had a tree, beautiful tree in my yard, but because of the lack of water this season that South Korea has been able to have, 
Don't you know that tree had to preserve itself? So it went from half of the tree. And I'm being honest, half of that tree was nourished and kept, but the other half, it had to let it go. Oh, come on now. I, li- I was listening to God on that one. And when it, when it was gone, you could see the brown of it. And it was so, you know, pale. And so, you know, you could see the, the half that was flourishing and the water that was going to it. But then you saw that other half that it had to be cut off. And when, when my husband got up and he saw what happened in the winds and it, it was tearing it down and it was so flimsy. And that when we had the tsunami coming through, the winds were huge and gaping and it was having the other side that was lack of water, lack of nourishment, lack of everything, carbon dioxide and everything that it needed. It wasn't stable. So it was kind of going to and fro. While the other side that was nourished, that was fulfilling and was green and still standing, it stayed stable. No matter how much the wind was blowing, I don't care how much, you know, the water was coming down. It was able to soak it back up. Men and women of God, if you know your sin, and I'm not, I'm not here you know, to sit here. And so many people say, well, pastor, you can't judge me. I'm not here to judge you. I'm just telling you, look, you know what you are sinning, what you're doing in God's camp. And you know, it's a part of you and it's affecting you. You need to get rid of it. Ananias and Sapphira, they had stolen something of God in the camp and kept it and buried it underneath their tent. Go look at it in the word of God. And don't you know that because of them taking something that wasn't theirs, don't you know everyone else got infected? Everybody else had to pay some prices because they got it. They did what they did. Yes. Ananias and Sapphira, they lost their lives because guess what? God told them beforehand, when you go in to do what you need to do, don't take nothing from that land. Don't take anything for yourself. God supplies you with everything that you need, but they did not be obedient to God. So God cut them off. So I'm telling you right now, and I was listening. Some of these people, you want to be able to understand and know what is the, you know, the forefront and have fortune telling and witchcraft and all this other stuff come out of that. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I don't know who I'm talking to today, but come out of it, come out of all those things that God has already told you to come out. God is telling you to prostitution, pornography, all of these different things come out, lying, cussing, you know, all this stuff come out, come on out of it. And, and then at the same time, you, you know, some people say, well, Tanya, you know, Pastor Tanya, can you honestly sit there and say that no, for everybody, it doesn't always come easy, but little by little, God lets some things come off of you. Come on now, I'm going to say it like the mean it. The more you get into your word, the more it, you become more of God, the less of the things that you don't need to have, God still sits there and has it to have the lack of oxygen in your life. Oh my God. He lets it suffocate and then he lets it be cut off. And then it's good for what? Just to burn. Ooh, come on now. 
Let it burn. Let it burn. Let, let it all burn. Let it be able to be cut off of you. And don't you know that the more we trust in God, the more we put our faith in God, he lets some things go in this season. And as the season changes, I'm, I'm looking and I'm seeing the leaves starting to fall off and some of them are turning orange and some of them are turning brown and some of them are still a little bit greenish. But oh, let me tell you, when the golden ones come, when the yellows come, and you see the swaying and you see the, the motion of the breeze and the wind. And God still preserves that tree. And God still preserves those, those plants and that fruit and everything else. God is savage. Because his people are not obeying him, not trusting him. God is so much hope and so much courageous and no fear. None. And verse 2 of Jeremiah 17. Whilst their children remember their altars and their groves by green trees upon the high hills. Verse 3. O my mountains in the field, I will give thy substance and all thy treasures to the spoil. And thy high places for sin throughout thine borders. Verse four, and thou even thyself shall discontinue from thine inheritance that I've given thee. And I will cause thee to serve thy enemies in the land which thou knowest not. For ye have kindled a fire in my anger, which shall burn forever. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. Verse five, thou shalt say the Lord, curse be the man. That trust in man. Oh, let me say that one more time for the person. Let me let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Thus says the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departed from the Lord. Oh, oh, come on. Oh, come on now. Thus says the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusts in man, and marketh, maketh flesh, excuse me, his arm, and whose heart departed from the Lord. Y'all don't understand the validity God is calling and yet people are sitting here and not answering. God said there are few that are, there are many that are called, but there are few that are chosen. Let it be made known tonight, God is savage. Whatever a man soweth, that is which he is reaping. Do you understand God has given people time and God is always, always calling, always telling you, come back, my child. I have loved you. And do you understand the church hurt? God didn't want that to happen, but because people made choices to hurt you. To, to defile you. And also the enemy could be working in them also. To hurt you. To, to make things hard for your journey in God. But don't think that God wanted that to happen. And at the same exact time. Never think that God causes the harm. He always means things to go for your good. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. 
when people sit there and place their hands, their mouths, and their, their, their whole entire being upon you. God did not mean for that to happen. But when it does happen, know that God loves you and he is placing you in higher heights and deeper depths in you. Excuse me, in him. Not in yourself, but in God. And I'm going to say this like I mean it. God wants you to go higher. He wants you in a different level. He doesn't want you to stay in the same rut. He doesn't want you to stay in the same house. He doesn't want you to stay in the same state of mind and, and being and having people to sit there and manipulate and torment you and hurt you. He doesn't want that. But when you sit there and honestly sit there and say, you know what, if a pastor and I, and I'm listening to what apostle and lady Frederick was saying, when people sit there and purposely want to you to give your last to a pastor or a prophet, whoever, and you have to pay rent and you have to pay things and you know, that's not of God. You need to run. You need to sit there and honestly have a conscious decision and say, God, is this for me? Do you understand that sometimes God will sit there and tell me, I don't want you to put anything into that. Not because God doesn't want that pastor or what have you, but because he sees what's going on. He sees what's in the house. See, sometimes you are in the churches now, you starting to see the churches of old and you see the ones and, you know, Philippian and you see the Ephesian, you see the Samaritan, and you see all of these different churches and you starting to see the greed and you starting to see the hurt and you starting to see the pain. And that's why church is not the hospital anymore. It's, it's a pretty much has become more of the church of man and not church of God. Oh, let me say this one more time for the people in the back. The churches now are not of God. Some of them, not all of them. And then y'all sit here and you say, you know what? I don't want to be in God's house, but you need to understand who and who is God and how is God? God is holy. And how is he? He is a just and he is omnipotent, omnipotent, omnipresent. But y'all want to sit here and you say, wait a minute, I don't want to be in God's house. No, I want to be in God's house. And you know, the reason why I want to be in God's house is because he's there. He is present. I can go to him. And it's not just a building. No, but at the same exact time, somebody needs you in that church. Somebody needs you to be fellowshipping with them. They need to see the authenticity of you. They need to see the authenticity authentic person who is of God. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. God needs for you to be in specific places in different ways because God needs for you to show up so that you can be the example that people need. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. God needs for you to show up and be who they need because they won't read this word. They won't even crack it open, but they'll read you. They'll sit there and say, oh, that person is of God. And, you know, this person is just acting. But guess what? Some of us are not acting. Some of us are really living it out. Some of us are really depending on God. Some of us are sitting up here and saying, God, I need you. 
God, I, I need the old. I need you every day and every hour. I need you. It, it's not just for one minute or I'm not living Monday through Friday with, you know, hell in my life. But I'm living God what you tell me to live and I'm trying to live it all the way through, all the week through so that my soul can be able to rest in you, so that my heart and my mind can rest in you, so that when you see me, I see the God that's in you. And I'm not talking about, you know, the Elohims, because there's a lot of Elohims, but I'm talking about the one that's El Shaddai or El Rapha. I'm talking about the, the God of Isaac, Jacob, Abraham, Moses, David, I'm talking about the one that had Jeremiah and Ezekiel, that he had Daniel on his mind. Come on now. That he had all of these different people that we had to be able to understand that even when they were in captivity, that God was still the omnipresent one, the ruling king, no matter who was over them. The Babylonians, the the Greeks, the, you know, they had Alexander the Great, the Romans. I don't care who was over them. He was still God. And I don't care what nobody says. He's still God. He's still God for the United States. He's still God for North Korea. He's still God for South Korea. He's still God over all of us. You need to get that. You need to have that. And have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost in you. The hope of glory. And verse six says, for he shall be like the heath in the desert and shall not see when good cometh. Ooh, come on now. But shall inhabit the parched places of the wilderness in a salty land and not inhabit it. Oh, I love this. Come on now. Number seven, blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Mm-mm-mm. Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord and whom's hope the Lord is. Oh, I'm a, ooh, let me say that one more time because that's my body. That's my, that's my jam. Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. Verse eight, for he shall be as a tree planted by the waters. And that spreadeth out her roots by the river. Oh, come on now. And shall not see when he cometh. But her leaf shall be green. And shall not be careful in the year of drought. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Oh, come on. When you got God in your life. Do you understand you are flowing with the waters of living life? You have Jesus and that is enough. God is enough. But once you start stepping out there and you doing whatever God told you not to do and you sit there, don't you know, you don't never know that you're going to be able to come back. Oh, come on. I'm going to say it like I mean it. You don't know. You backslide out there. Don't you know God is going to sit there and he has his time and his ways. He has given you time. 
and he's telling you to stay in the boat. All come, Stay where God wants you and needs you. I don't know who this is for. Maybe it's just for me. Stay where God is set there and appointing you to be. Stay where God needs for you to be and to hear from him sincerely. Y'all better start realizing that God ain't playing. Not in this time, not in this hour. He is seriously straight up savage. He is on fire, understanding, knowing who everything is going on. And he is yet to sit there and not do what you say do, but do what he says do. He's on time. He is not casually late. Oh, come on now. And you sit there and you say, wait a minute, pastor, why you keep saying God is savage? Because you sat there blatantly in his face and you've been serving all these different gods and you've been doing whatever you want to do. And you sit there and you get with these people, men or women, and you honestly sit there and say, you know what? I'm going to still stay with this person when God already told you and he already gave you your exit plan. He already sat there and told you, no, uh, no, sir, no, ma'am, you should not be with this person. Oh, no, sir, no, ma'am, you should not be in this church. Oh, come on now. He has given you some red light, some, some tailgating, some, some honestly sitting there and telling you, don't be tasting that. Don't be going over here. Don't go be doing that. But y'all want to sit up here and do whatever. Whatever is pleasing to your eye, whatever is pleasing to your heart, you're going to still do. Okay, you keep on doing what God says not to do. Y'all want to sit up here and say God never gave you any warning. That is a lie from the pit of hell. That God is not giving you anything that God hasn't been able to forewarn you. There has been visions. There has been dreams. There has been so many different signs from the Bible, from him dreaming and letting you dream. From letting you see things that are coming into fruition for you. Oh, I don't know who I'm talking to. He's been able to write things on you and be able to give it to you. And yet and still, you don't want to heed what he's saying. Okay. All right. It says, choose ye this day whom you will serve. But it says, as for me and my family, we shall serve the Lord. That's paraphrasing. That's in the word. And it says... Savage means to be very great, severe, a brutal or vicious person. And God is not a person. He is God. And he is very, very particular about his people. God is a jealous God. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. God is jealous. He is so jealous that he's like, wait a minute. Why is TV taking over my time with you? Why are you letting this person that ain't even about you or not even caring about your feelings or your hurt or your pain or anything like that? Why is, why are they taking up my space? Why are you letting your children that sit here and be disobedient to you and then sitting up here and saying whatever to you? Why do you let them take over what I have been able to place in you and have that particular stole in you, that, that, that love in you? Why do you let something that is a motor vehicle that will be able to break down and have so much over you? Why are you washing the car on Sunday when God is you telling you you should be in the word of God? And I had to honestly, and this one is for me too. 
Why are you cleaning your house when you haven't even cleaned up your heart? Why haven't you sat there and, and talked to me today? I miss you. Oh, come on now. Why are you blatantly sitting there and you know that you haven't been able to see this word in a couple of days? So why are you sitting up here and worried about Netflix and Facebook and hula hoop and Instagram and all this other stuff, but yet and still you ain't even sitting there blatantly and sitting up there and you haven't even read your word in a long time. Oh, y'all, come on. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm just saying. See, I don't know about you, but God, my relationship with God, it should be solid. It should be the point where when I say, Lord, I need you, Father, I need you, he come running. But when God calls you and wants you to go do something, you need to go running. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. See, I had to go and I had to get some things caught up, had to update some things for myself. I had to start realizing that, wait a minute, my whole entire relationship is more important than anything that I've gotten on this earth. I love my husband. I love my children. I love what God has given me, but they are not as important as God is. The, the point it being is that make time for him. Because God, now he is sitting up there and he's appointed that time for you to be able to go and see him. So make it that point. Make it a point that whenever something, do you understand that even when I am sitting here and I would love to be able to, you know, see a, a Alabama game because I'm from Birmingham. I would love to see a whole football game, but God is sitting there and saying, wait a minute, I'm waiting on you. I, I need to see you. I miss you. You're my friend and I, and I need to have fellowship with you. I need you to be on your hands and knees because something else is about to drop. I, I need you to call on me right now while I am willing and able to seek my face and turn from my wicked ways. Turn from the wicked ways of God. Turn from the wicked ways. I bind you up, Satan. Turn from the wicked ways. Turn from your wicked ways. Turn from your wicked ways. Turn from your wicked ways. Turn from the wicked ways that Satan has been able to uphold in your life. Turn from the wicked ways because God didn't place that in your life. Oh, let me hear. Let me say this one more time for the people in the back. I bind you up, Satan, right now in the name of Jesus. See, I'm going to say it like this. God has not placed anything in your life that is willing and able to take over. And then at the same time, my God, because you have been doing other things than God, God will turn you over to your lust, to your flesh, to the things that you know that is not of God. Pastor, how can you say that? Because it's, it's in the word. God is going to turn you over. Some of you are going to be reprobated minds. Some of you are going to be in your fancy cars and in your lives and, you know, just having, making money and thinking that's God's blessing and it's not. Some of you are going to be captivated by the world and whatever is in it and you will sell out your very soul just to be able to stay in it right now. 
Lord, I thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Start repenting. Lord, start repenting. Give your life back over to God. God is vicious because he's already set up the whole entire rules and regulations. You shall not have no other God before him. Paraphrasing because that's what the word says. God has set up so many good things in your life. It says it in the seventh verse, blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. How is it that you can sit there and God put everything for you to prosper? But yet and still you chose a different path. You choose to stay in your life. You choose to stay in the blindness and in the corruptness and all of the vain things you choose to. I cannot. I cannot. My choice is clear. I don't want to stay with you. For as long as I live, I want to stay with you. And even when I pass, God, I still want to be able to stay with you. Lord, I'm asking you, please forgive me of my sins on today. Lord, create in me a clean heart. And renew the right spirit within me. Renew it, God. Because I don't want to be caught out there in this world thinking that I can be able to do whatever I want to do and don't think that God is not seen. God sees the good and the bad. He notes everything. But we want to think. We think that because God is not hearing, God is hearing more than ever. So please, saints of the most high, Satan will try to come in and infect what God has given you. Don't let him. Even in your business, your children, your husband and all this other stuff, you don't give up God for anything else. You don't hold anything that precious, that, that, that crucial in your life. You love your children. I love my husband, love my children, love my husband, but don't you know? They don't take no control over God. They don't, they don't take that priority over God because God has the center of everything in my life. I will not bow down to that. I will not sit there. For God, I live. For God, I die. I'm going to say that one more time for the people in the back. For God, I live. For God, I die. And I'm going to say this also. The little mermaid. Do not be fooled. There is such a thing as spirits and things that are of this world. And God even says and notes that there are things in this world that is not, that is not for you to be touching or talking or, or celebrating. Do you understand that there are mermaid things going on and people sitting up here and going down and calling them idols and, and, and serving these things. And you want to sit here, even with so many different things that's coming out and having all of these different movies coming out. Don't you know if it's not of God and they sit there and they doctorate it up so that you can see it to promote this specific nationality or ethnicity, but it doesn't even go with the true narrative. That's deception. That's, that's hurting people. That's hurting what God has already ordained in you. And don't you know 
the more you sit there and you go for this narrative, the more the enemy comes in. I have to, before I go to sleep tonight, make sure my house is fortified. Make sure my mind and my heart is is, is sanctified. To fortify my home, my my way of life, I have to be able to get back in my word. I have to be able to start praying and have to be discernment. I have to make sure I maintain what God has given me. I don't care what's going on in the world. I don't care what people are saying. I don't care who's in the White House. I don't care unless you sit there. See, when I say that, the concern should be more for what God is doing for me and what we need to look at. See, whoever's in the White House, you know, we should be concerned. Yes. And I'm going to say that. But also at the same time, when it compares to what God is trying to show me, how he's trying to structure my life, that shouldn't be as important as what God is trying to show you, what kind of God is trying to structure in you. What God is trying to show you in the word of God and how he needs to be able to fortify you and how to be able to structure you and build you up whenever things try to come down and shake you and break you. That should not even be even as important because now God is trying to be able to honestly build you up, put on the whole armor of God. Put on the things that God, the Beatitudes, all of these different things. God is trying to tell you time is winding. Time is winding up and all these different things are starting to come out. They're letting things that are becoming legalized now. They are letting things come in and they're legalizing, you know, all these different things. But God is sitting there and telling you this is not holy. Don't go and sit there and be entertained by these things. It is time for you to wake up. God is serving now. And because we have not listened, it is becoming now like Solomon and Gomorrah. The world is becoming darker and we need to start getting ready. We need to start understanding that God is vicious. God is serving up everything that he needs to serve up because you are not trusting God. You are trusting in a man and God is no man. You are trusting all of these philosophies and all these different things and you're trusting in your own ability. But God is sitting there and saying, trust me, trust in my ability, trust that I will see you come through it. And he will bring you through it. And if he doesn't, oh my God, I love that. I love it when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That's not even their names. That's what they gave them when they came over. When they said, oh king, even if he does not deliver us, we will not bow down to your ways. We will not serve you because we know who the true living God is. Paraphrasing. So when you know for a fact who God is, you can be able to boast and and boast in him and be confident in him, not in your, your actions, not in your ways, not in your responses, not in your, who you are, but who God is. That's savage. 
That's that's holy boldness. That's knowing who God is, no matter what's going on, what come with me. God is still on the throne and you have to recognize who he is. Make no bones about it. God is telling you this time, this season, God is savage and he is coming and he is coming soon. Oh, wait a minute, pastor. You know, we, we've been hearing that since we were little. Do you understand? God is more coming more than we first believe. You don't see this turning of the ties. You don't see how many incorruptible and corruptible things are going on. You, you don't see the underlying heading of what Satan has for our children and ourselves. And then having false narratives and, and all of these different things going on and having all of these secret societies and having all of this stuff going on. And don't you know that God is sitting there and blatantly telling you to your face, this is what the enemy is doing. This is what he's putting you to sleep and letting you rocking you. Even in the church, he's doing this, but oh wait a minute, pastor, you talking too much. You shouldn't be saying that. No, I'm going to say it because this needs to be said. Stop and wake up. Wake up, church. Wake up and realize that the enemy is in your camp and you need to start kicking him out. You start start kicking him out of your life, your mind, your heart, your soul. You need to start kicking him out of your house, your children, your family, even your marriage. The enemy will try to come in at any time, point in everything else, even in your finances. He will come in, even with the ones that you know that is of God, and yet and still, they have already drifted away from God. That's when you need to start realizing, God, let me, and God will have them. God will have them to have you to separate. Do you understand when God is calling for holiness, God is honestly sitting there and he is blatantly telling you it is time for holiness. Y'all don't want to hear this strong. Well, you can't be that strong. You can't be that hypocritical. No, you need to sell it like it is. God is telling you, this is what God is saying. This is what the word of God is telling you in these last and evil days, this is going to happen. But we need to be able to not be fearful, but we need to stand up and make a standard and point it out. You have consequences to your actions. You have consequences. See, people don't realize that in psychology, that when you sit there, for instance, you are drinking. Don't you know you have consequences, especially when you start young? You look older when you get in older. You get way older than what you look. Your countenance is falling. Your liver, your lungs, and everything else is starting to collapse. And then at the same time, you become addictive to this. Let me, let me, oh, let me, let me tell you. See, sin becomes addictive because you're so used to being in it. And then when you deny yourself from it, you sit there and you go with through withdrawals. Well, I should have stayed with this and I should have been alcohol and I should have just, you know, it eases my pain, but at the same exact time it's killing you. That's what sin does. It kills you slowly, but surely it kills you. And it separates you from who God is in you. It separates all the different benefits from when you were in God. 
Oh, let me say this one more time for the people in the back. Even when you're not a saint and you're a sinner, you're out here. If you hear what God is telling you, please come back home. And if you are a backslider that used to be in God, you need to still come back home. You don't know when is your last day or when is your last time to be able to be on this earth. So thank God now. Come back. for Ask for genuine forgiveness and tell God what's going on. God is so honest and open with you. Look, God, this is what I've been doing. So I'm asking you, please come and help me to understand why is it that this is coming back? And let me help me to fight this. And if you know your surroundings and the surroundings that you're not supposed to be, don't you know, be like that tree. Cut it off. Give it lacks of oxygen or carbon dioxide in this, in this case. Let the waters be cut off. You don't hear me though. And when you are in a season where you feel as though God is not there, he's there. He is honestly there. And when you feel as though you are lost, God is still there. We just have to be able to listen. We got to change our way of thinking and also to be able to change the radio station to hear him more. Give more time to God. Give more opportune time to sit there and honestly have a conversation with God. Don't let this time to run out. Don't let this time in your life to sit there and chase after the world. Don't chase after man because man is corrupt. And at the same time, know that God is with you. Chase after God. Chase after everything that he has for you. Start searching who you are in God. Start searching who God is for you. God will direct you in your path and in your ways and know who God is. He has the Holy Spirit. He's given you the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost to direct you and to keep you. And I love how Isaiah 40th chapter, comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, saith your God, speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem and cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished. That her iniquity is pardoned. Come on now when we do what God says do. For she has received of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Oh Lord help me Jesus. Let me say that one more time. That her iniquity is pardoned. For she has received the Lord's hands double for all her sins. Third verse. The voice of God that crieth in the wilderness. Ooh, prepare ye the way of the Lord. That's my, that's my wild man. That's John the Baptist. Make straight in the desert of highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill shall be made low. And the crooked shall be made straight. And the rough places plain. Verse 5. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. All flesh shall see it together. Let me say that one more time for the people back. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord have spoken. Verse 5, the voice says, cry. And he said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all the goodness thereof is of the flower of the field. Verse 7, the grass 
where do the flower fadeth, but the spirit, but the spirit of the Lord bloweth upon it. Surely the people is grass. Verse eight, the grass wherein the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Lean on God, trust in God. God is savage this season. Trust in him. No matter what's going on, I don't care what people say. I don't care what comes in proclamation, whatever else, but trust in the almighty God. Trust in him. Y'all need to understand and know that even if it costs you your life, you better know this. You better know and be true to this. Be true to who God is in your life. Know this now, my brothers and my sisters. We will be prosecuted. We will be, we will be, you know, persecuted. We, we, it's almost that time. It is almost that time. And the time is now. A lot of us are going to be persecuted. A lot of us are going to be prosecuted. A lot of us are going to lose our lives. Trust God. In everything that's going on, trust him. No matter what's going on in your life, trust him. Believe that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seeks him. And if you do not know the Lord, it says Romans 10, chapter 9 and 10, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and thou shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Verse 10, for with the heart, man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth, salvation, excuse me, with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Let me say this. If at all, all the things that we have talked about, please go back. Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, when they were going through so much exiles and going through persecution and because they were not listening to God. Let that be the example for you. Learn from it because a lot of the times people were moaning and groaning and losing their children and having to eat their children and then having to eat their neighbor's children and having to do all of these different things because they had to survive. Learn from it. Learn from when you see all the pestilence and all of the famine and all of the diseases and all the different things that they had to go through. Learn from it. Learn from how you're sitting up here and you're doing all these different things, but they didn't even repent. Learn from it. Because if we don't learn from what the Israelites and Judah and them did, we'll do the same thing. And oh, by the way, United States is going through it. Because guess what? They're doing the same thing Israel and Judah are doing. And God said, judgment is going to start with the house of God. That has already started. Wake up, church, brothers and sisters. Come out from among them and be separated. Because this season, God is savage. And I don't want to be caught out there. Not doing what God says do. Not being the light that I need to be. Not sitting up here and having, you know, so many different uh, kings 
one particular king, and I cannot remember his name, but God had to see him. And he had, before he went into exile, it was prophesied that he was able to see all of his sons killed. And then they gouged out his eyes. And that was the last thing that he saw before he had to be exiled. Don't you know? Don't let the enemy come in and cause all the things that you love, all the things that you need and you hold sacred to fold. And all you see is darkness when you go into your eternal home. That that is something that people need to understand. Choose life. Choose God on tonight. Please understand wherever you are, choose God, choose abundance of his mercy and his glory and his love towards you. Choose him on tonight. Please understand that this is something that is very preview, very important. No matter what's going on in my life, I choose him every day. I choose him. Thank you for listening. And if you like what you've heard so far, please follow and subscribe to this channel, (laughs) this podcast. And it is found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music, and Audible, Spotify, and Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, Podcaster, and other major platforms. This show is... Something that is very important and profound for this season and for every season. So please leave us a five-star rating. If you have any questions or comments, this will help us to be able to reach more people. But also at the same time, I am found on Facebook under It Is Written by LaTanya, L-A-T-O-N-Y-A, U-L-L-O-A. Also, It Is Written by Afrocentric Prophet. This one is a podcast that is willing to teach you, give you what God says, and let you know we are in a time and in a state of an alarm and meaning for this time, this season. Please follow us. Once again, if you have any questions or concerns, please leave a comment. Please let us know. Get in contact with us. Let us know how you are listening. And also, if you just want to reach us and talk to us, I am on Facebook. It is written by Latanya Uyola. Thank you so much for everything that you have, my listeners, for this time and this season. And if you've been with me from the very beginning, I appreciate you. My children and I do appreciate you. And as I've stated, school has started for them. So we will have more of their content coming out soon. I will also have a content on fate on also on um, YouTube. And those are some of the lasting conversations with some of the people that I know, colleagues and other people that have been able to be in the ministry. So please check that out also on YouTube. But most importantly, you know, I have a Bible study and I do it every Thursday here. So please, it's on YouTube. So check that out. But most importantly, please note that God is with us. God has not forgotten about us. And know that this is important to us, to know who God is. And this podcast is going to do what God says do no matter what. So please, 
come in, like, please subscribe. Please make it a part of your day. And the ones that have already done that, thank you for opening up your time and your patience and your understanding to know what God is saying in this time, in this hour. It is so much my pleasure to be able to be your voice, your understanding of who God is in this time. And I really do appreciate it. Kanon samida, anyong.